Hi, my name's Clark Reynolds, aka The Blind Braille Artist. And my name's Steve Baker, and I'm Just Good Company. Together, we create the podcast Art Insight. We're travelling along the South Coast for an Arts Council funded project to explore what audio description is. As an artist myself who's blind, I like to experience the art like it was intended. So, Steve, creates that for me. So it's such a variety. I wish we could talk about every piece, but we would be here till next year. There's yeah. so much to... I mean, just to walk through from there to here, you know, we've walked past five pieces to come to this one, which I, I really like the look of. But you've got, you know, black and white line drawings, you've got photos, you've got painted uh, portraits of families, um, just to name a couple. Illustrations, because, you know, this exhibition, they were giving out prizes for the best uh, painter, the best illustrator, the best photographer. And you have come across a sculpture. The best sculpture prize. Yeah, I really, uh, I was really taken by this uh, little sculpture, which is, um, I, I mean, I'll just say it straight as it is. It's, it's Shirley High Street in a sculpture. And so it's a, it's a railway model. It's, I mean, it's been made, uh, I don't know how, it's been constructed, but yeah, as a railway model, but it surely is a part of Southampton and it just shows a row of houses uh, on a day in Shirley High Street. But what I find fascinating are the details that the artist has, has picked out. So, you know, on the pavement, you have a mobility scooter and, in, and, and then you also have some bikes and someone locking up their bike and You've got pigeons just around and a couple of people walking. But then all of the shops that are along, I think, is a real reflection of our current culture. So you've got coral betting, you've got Lambrook's betting, you've got Cash Generator, you've got William Hill, Paddy Power, oh. and an estate agent. So oh. all of the shops are kind of representative of, of the betting. things. Three of them are betting shops. One's a pawn shop and one's, well, two of them are pawn shops. It's pawn shops and and betting agents and in you know i think what you were pointing at there in that door is a homeless person in in coral's um doorway isn't that weird the idea that society has, has gone down to its depravity of just betting and pawning exactly i think that's what you know when you first glance at this you just think it's oh it's just a high street but actually yeah. that sort of that real because this is what that high street is like i mean i think you know we we don't come from too far from here. No. And, you know, most small conurbation high streets. It's weird that majority of high streets have 24-hour slot machines in deprived areas. But, you know, it's strange that how we see ourselves in low-income places, and yet we have these these shops that are open 24-7 where you're constantly betting. You're betting your life away, thinking you're going to get a better life, but you're betting it away. Exactly, and there's, there's the, uh, what I really like about it are the details, you know. So, you know, there's one little tiny character which is just sort of leaning up against the wall as if it's helping him stand. So maybe, you know, and in fact, I think if you really close, it looks like he's being sick down the wall. I mean, so he's, that lost, is, he's lost a bit. He's lost a bit. Whatever's going on, he's not in a good way because he's, you know, you can see there's the sick is all down the wall. I mean, that so is a tiny, tiny detail. That's amazing. So the idea is that he's. They've gone into a betting shop, they've lost, they want to pay another bet, and they're going to a pawn shop to pawn what they've got to do another bet. Well, it's catch 22. 
yeah, the, 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 you know, it illustrates it itself. I mean, it is obviously a very specific take. And then there's uh, one little character standing by a window and on that window, the word massage is written. So there's another take, take on something there. Um, what so else you, so you said about the disability scooters. Now, we, you know, we're from Portsmouth. It's probably one of the most highly densely populated disability scooters in the whole country. And uh, no, no different to Southampton. Exactly. And, and so there's actually two mobility scooters on the pavement. Uh, there, one red one with a little dog on a lead that's attached to it. And the other one is, uh, is like abandoned. I mean, I don't know whether the owner of that is. It's, well, it's, it's definitely more than a railway mo model. It is. I mean, the detail in the, the, the notes in the details. I mean, the other thing that's a lovely small detail is just up by where the, the sort of the homeless sort of um, sheets are inside the, the doorway. There's another small group of people and their arms are raised as if they're arguing. Um, but what I'm describing to you here is, is tiny. You know, these figurines are a centimetre big. Uh, the, whole, the, well, the whole is... sculpture is only about, it's about, say, 50 centimetres long and, and about 15 centimetres high. So it's these, the sculptures and, and the pigeons are just tiny little things, but you can see everything. You know, the, the detail is amazing. For instance, you know, the words... Um, so it's like a social study in sculpture. It is. It's very interesting. You know, we talk about portraits and landscapes being, you know, they're powerful imagery in art. This is as powerful as you're going to get, but people are just looking and think, oh, it looks like just, let's say, a railway model, and there's nothing more beyond that. But I, I think there's a, there's a, a description. There is a description over here, so I won't uh, read it all, but it says, Welcome to Shirley High Street, cultural outpost of Southampton. Here, while taking a casual stroll along the wide open pavements, you may marvel at the variety of bets available to purchase with an odds-on chance of failure. Um, and there's a little more there, which I'll, I'll take a picture and I'll share that up to the... That's an interesting... So people can read. The there's so much thing. information you've got from telling me, which I would never have seen. Uh, you know, I, I would just... You know, they say that not back... Oh, it's just a... It just looks like a railroad model. That's it for me. But there was so much that we are feeling because we live in that environment back home. Yeah, it's a, it's a sad indictment really on the realist, you know, what's really happening in a, in a high street in, in any part of the I UK think really. If we were to do our own one, it would be now bar, now bar, hairdressers, betting shop, now bar, now bar. Yeah, I mean, this is Shirley High Street, but you just described like North End. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, and so the, the artist's name is Mike Edwards, and um, it was actually, yeah, the sculptural prize of, of this show. So really appreciate Powerful that. piece. Yeah. Really powerful. Should we move through to the next yeah. one? Yeah. So like I say, this building is interlocked, um, has access. There's, there is a lift uh, somewhere on this floor. Uh, but so because it's an old building, there's lots of, lots of um, oh, for the temperature change. Yeah. So from there to here, it's sort there's of a lot warmer in here. In this room. Um, so we didn't really get to see much of the art because this room was packed. It was. I mean, I, I don't think you got a chance to actually study any of the artwork in here. Not really, no. So what, 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 what sort of way do you, would you like to... Oh, it's, there's so much, again, there's so much variety. We've got sculptures, um, 
I mean, I like. I think we should go straight for the, the this luminosity sculptural. Okay, that's really smorgasbord in the middle. Okay, so this this sculpture's. Uh, is multiple figurines of, of all different types. Um, and so you've got a set on the right-hand side, which is one, two, three, four, five, six, about, about nine or 10 different figurines made out of clay. And they're- Terracotta? All, yeah, I mean, they're terracotta colored. Um, so it could be clay. Um, and they've all got, they're very sort of uh, Aboriginal looking, but they're based, that they're, they're about, probably 20 centimetres high, and they're sort of cone-shaped. All of them are cone-shaped, but their bottom halves are all different types of, they're all different in, in a way. So one of them's like fins, another is all like string, another's uh, sort of like more like plinth, another's all made of bricks, another's made of swirls all around. So each, each top section is the same, a, a kind of similar form, with the you know the face, if there is a face, very um, simple. But in the bottom half is where the, the expression has come out. Yeah, almost So the tops are they're very simple in, in essence. They're not very detailed in terms of sculpture, so not, you can't see the features all that well. But they're all naked, and there are male and female sculptures. So uh, the males have got their kind of genitals out and. The women have got their breasts out and they're sort of standing, all of them are standing quite proud with their hands sort of right on their hips, sort of like, you know, pushing forward. So they're sort of all sort of there, sort of holding themselves high and they're all, they're a little bit different. So the female ones tend to have um, some hair and the male ones are just sort of plain and, you, you know, they're... You said facial. about the, the Aboriginal, kind of feels like that African art as well. Yeah, it feels like that and, and it feels... And the, each of their sort of very simple hair designs sort of give us a, a feel of that. Um, I mean, it may be Aboriginal or, or it's just simple shapes. You know, they're just quite simple forms. And like I say, with this cone shape, this one here is completely smooth. So it's like a cone standing up. So all of these sort of nine figures are on one side of a cabinet and they're, they're sort of standing up inside the cabinet. And on the other side, I think, is probably what drew your attention. Yeah. So, so what was it that drew your attention uh, the, to this? The, the neon pink. The, uh, you know, uh, if they're done by the same artist, I'm very shocked because the, the artistic language is totally different between the two. Well, they are by the same artist, but they are two different pieces. So they're, they're kind of giving a, a different take uh, on... on on what the, the, the culture means to them. So the, if I sort of go on to, to give some description of this, which is going to be quite a challenge because <laughs> these sculptures are very abstract. And um, of the Aztec. Yeah, they've got Mexican, an, Aztec, Central uh, America. Yeah. Describing each one in, in its own way is a little bit of a challenge. But if I was to say that these, they're sort of different shapes. So if I just describe this, the bright yellow one in that, in, right in front, they're all very bright colors. So you've got a bright yellow, a luminous pink, a black, full black, a bright orange, a bright red, a blood red, a shiny silver, very metallic, so chrome, another one which is like a dark green. And they're, once they're sort of simplified shapes, and they remind me of 
um, aliens. You know, like if you to imagine, you know, what what would an alien look like? You know, like what would its legs look like? You know, and you could imagine kids drawing aliens, and they would. Oh, kids! So this reminds me of a kid's drawing, taking that drawing. Like my daughter is eight years old; she does drawings. And then a sculpt, and then sculpt it into three D form. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's so what it is, isn't it? So the arms and the legs and things are kind of, in in some respects, sort of disproportionate to what you would imagine a, a figure would be. So some of the legs are kind of big ovals and shapes, and they've got little like little balls around them. And then this one, I mean, actually thinking about animals, you know, could you imagine that being a lion? So it's got a great big sort of yeah. Like, so like if you told you know a, a four year old to draw a lion. Yeah. That would be what a lion is. And then they're taking that and transformed it into a 3D form, which I find really, I love that naivety about children drawings. And I never perceived those children drawings to be 3D form, which is, I, I think, I, that's an interesting take on where we, where we see, you know, the enjoyment of drawing at such an early age and then taking it into adult life and in sculptural form. In its, in its sort of young essence. Yeah, and yeah, I, I, the playfulness, and... but the naivety and playfulness of it, it, it excites me now to understand, was this a drawing to start off with yeah. before you thought about the 3D thing about it? Yeah. One of the themes between these different figurines is some have got, one's got three legs, the rest have got kind of two legs. So you can imagine they're people-esque things, but the shapes are so eclectic. But they're made of like, uh, larger, flatter pieces and longer bits, which perhaps join as limbs or necks. But then they, lots of the outlines or the edges are covered in these little balls, like, like and just put all along the edges. So they're these flat shapes with these all these tiny little balls that are put together. I mean, the black one in the middle, all of the legs are created out of those little ball shapes. And then you've got a circle on top of a circle. And on top of that, you've got... Um, you know, so they've like all a, got the tiny, the tiny, almost like P-shaped uh, pieces of clay attached to them. Yes, that's exactly like nodules. It. So almost like, obviously we we take a lot from the TV, but we've been talking about a lot about monkeypox lately. On, on oh my! I know. Just because you said that, the idea that the people formed and they've got these nodules, it feels like a, some kind of plague, maybe like a bubonic plague. Wow, that is a, a different take on it. But you could, yeah, I suppose you you could describe it like that. Like they've got this sort of something on there. On their skin, if that's it's a what fascinating it is. eclectic mix between the two, between this really naivety, uh, bright coloured, and then you've got this terracotta and the juxtaposition by the same artist, and they're in the same cabinet. Exactly, yeah. So the left hand side is this real eclectic mix of neon colours, bright colours, and then the right hand side is quite austere. These sort of figurines, these terracotta figurines, naked, kind of showing their proudly showing their nakedness what was the that's the title so yeah so the, the the luminous piece i'm going to call it on the left is called the the original color culture and the piece on the right is called diversity rhythm and time wow yeah and it's not what is the actual material because it's not the clay that we thought would be fired it's a different it's, clay yeah it's air drying clay so again that naivety of the children because you know my child plays air dry clay I mean, yeah yeah you know, i mean yeah exactly because you don't have to fork out on a pack at home yeah so it's really again that that really, anyone could do this anyone could pick up air dry clay and and play with it which is interesting it really is and i think that's that's what's fun about it this i think you know the the, the 
this little figurines on the left, I think they are really fun. You can see someone having that at home and, you know, it kind of bringing them some joy. Maybe they did create it themselves or maybe they did do it with their children or maybe they really thought deeply and they've gone right in and actually one of these pieces might be theirs and it sort of gives you that link to the culture. I think it does also, you know, both of them are representing different kind of ways of thinking about culture. One's this kind of bright, bubbly, very different kind of feel, which is all, um, you know, all very eclectic and kind of giving it bright colours. The right-hand side is kind of oh, lin muted. linear, muted. They're all very similar apart from these slightly different ways that they've, I mean, they are all different. I mean, I think probably my favourite actually is a plait. That must have been quite challenging to create a bear drying clay. Yeah, because it, it does crack you know, because the moisture content dries out really quickly. Yeah, it's actually, I think it's quite a playful piece all over, isn't it? It's great. It's, really it's something you, I, you know, I, I would have done when I was eight, nine years old, playing around with Play-Doh and Plasticine. And I think that's what drew me to it because I, I'm a big child at heart. <laughs> I know, I know. Thanks for joining us for this episode. If you'd like to find out more about the special Baker Reynolds method of audio description, or you'd like to know more about Art Insight, you can find us on Instagram at Art Insight Podcast. Till next time.